the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Come on, listen to the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Yes, the Mikey Bet Show, where the bookies get on. Last week on the Mikey Bet Show. Yeah, I had a fucking bad Friday night, man. One for the ages. How did it go? What happened? Yeah, I think there's a the mid. Oh no, midget wrestling was last weekend, was it? Oh, you big midget wrestling guy? I love it, dude. I get fucking that shit's so funny, dude. Oh man. Oh, yeah, I was at the I was at Gold Club on Friday. No, you weren't. You're at Uncle Polly's. I wish, bro. I wanna spend like fucking two hundred dollars. Jeez. Good times. But I so I get home, I blacked out drunk. I fucking, uh, I throw up all over my bathroom. In the toilet, I made it in the toilet, thank God, but I still threw up a lot. And then I, I ordered a Sarpino's pizza at like 2.33 in the morning. And a fucking warrior. And I fucking, uh, I fall asleep, dude. I wake up at like 11.30 in the morning and the pizza's sitting outside my front door. I'd be fucking pissed, bro. I'd be fucking writhing if that, if I paid for nine innings, I only got seven. True. I'd be fucking choking True. kids out. Well, how about Danny Max Bender and what a weekend or weekends that was. We are back uh, with the Mikey Betts show. I have my guest Mando, big Gucci Mando, you'd like to call him. And uh, my other guest I have on the show is a very special guest, longtime Bulls fan. Also, ESPN 1000 and ESPN Chicago's longtime podcaster, broadcaster, uh, Mark Silverman. And uh, don't forget to introduce my uh, my co-host, Chris, uh, a.k.a. Seaweed, a.k.a. I forgot the other name that we called you today. Oh, Chaos, Chaotic Chris. Chaotic Chris. Chaotic Chris. Woo! Jeez. How's everyone doing? How's How you doing, Mando? Good to see you. Uh, good. Good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a little while. Glad to be back. Where you been? How was your Benders? Uh, who's to say? You know, not me. Just going a little off the rails. So fighting the good fight every day. You got a lot of demons, man. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Ew, dude! Fucking psycho. What kind of questions that you know? Me and my demons, we're cool. Jesus. Oh, man. So, I mean, I really don't want to talk about demons today. We could talk more about uh, the Bears. You guys want to talk about the Bears? You guys want to talk about uh, what an amazing draft we think we have? I'll or think we about the Bears. Look at, What'd you say? I'll talk all fucking day about the Bears. Fucking Ryan Pace and Nagy just sacking up, going out and getting, and, uh, getting themselves a contract extension. Literally got themselves a contract extension. Said, oh, we need three more years. Yeah, oh, minimum three more years stuck with them, but they did what they had to do to keep their job. And, uh, you know, I'm happy about it for now. I'm very happy with Justin Fields. Bears are bad. Probably, probably uh, you know, by the start of the season, once Aaron Rodgers is uh, 
out hosting Jeopardy and hating his family, Bears probably gonna have the best QB in the in the NFC North. Bro, I literally was talking this whole fucking time and it was on mute. And I was like, why aren't they responding to anything that I'm saying? You're fucking higher than me. Me and Chris are I was literally calling you high the whole time. I was like, this dude's high is the kind of time. But whatever. Yeah. At least I know how to work a microphone. Hey, take it easy. Just kidding. Where can uh, where can the people follow you, Mikey Betts? Uh, you can find me at Real Mikey Betts on Twitter. You can find me at Real Mikey Betts on Facebook, Instagram. You can go to MikeyBets.com for the, all the free bets, the best plays. And uh, yeah, you can find me anywhere. I'm pretty much just Google me, bitch. Um, just did kidding. you? But I've always wanted you, to say that. Did you put money on the Bears to win the Super Bowl after uh, this? Well, after I always this- do. I know you do every year, but after this street, after this draft weekend, especially. Well, let's clear that up because um, I don't like, well, I do do it just for fun. Like I do it every year just for fun. Uh, I put like 10 bucks or 20 bucks down on the bears in hopes that, you know, one year they'll win it. So I throw away like 20 bucks a year for the past whatever years. Um, what was the question, Chris? To win the Super Bowl after this draft? After this draft. Did no. you know? No, no, not yet. Um, the odds definitely went up, but not, not tremendously. Uh, the Bears have zero shot at winning the Super Bowl this year. I'm not about looking at this year, though. They're setting themselves up. They're, yeah. uh, they're, they're putting the right pieces in place now. <sighs> My only problem is that we still got dumb dick um, Anthony Miller on the team. Well, he'll be gone. Fingers crossed. Him and, and Nick Foles, they got to get out of this fucking team. And I feel like a surprise is going to be that Akeem Hicks is going to be gone. And I know that we talk, I'm, we're going to talk about Akeem Hicks a little bit later in the show. We have Sylvie on the show. We'll be talking about that with him. But uh, I feel like so, um, I feel like Hicks right now is at his highest point to be traded. He's 30 years old. Um, it's only going down from here, I assume. Why don't you trade him at his highest point and get the most value out of him? Try to get something, you know, get your draft picks back. They uh they already allowed him to or they already granted him extra allowed him to go seek a trade so I think that's he's as good as gone I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah, and they said they're gonna keep him and stick through the season, but I feel like they're just gonna wait till there's something good that pops up through the season. Let's say he's playing decent through the season, he might get a chance back at it. Um, on the trade trading block, somebody's gonna want him as long as we don't trade in the in the division. I'm good. Yeah, that's fine. Some contenders definitely. You know, would love the chance to bring him along. So he'll he'll find a spot somewhere. I'd I'd love to see him compete for a, a ring for real. You know, he deserves it. But let's I'm talk about. Sure let's talk a little bit about um. Hold on, what were we just talking about? Seriously though, Bear. <laughs> it's been thirty seconds. I know. I'm sorry. I was reading that. Uh, a text. Are you okay? Yeah, I was reading spanky. Text it doesn't matter. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Hey, Chris, you want to phase this guy out, do our own thing? Take this over. Dude, let's go, bro. Let's fucking go. You guys fucking think everything's funny, don't you? Who, me? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the Bears. Who do we think is gone from the Bears? Uh, well, like I said, Anthony Miller, Keem Hicks, those seem all but guarantees. Did you guys see... Uh, did you guys expect that? Did you guys expect the Charles Leno trade or no? Or a release, I'm sorry. I did not at all. 
No, yeah, I didn't really see that coming, but I'm not upset by it. I hear, I hear it's more for because like if this was a normal year, it wouldn't be a problem. But because it's a COVID year, that's why there was such a problem with it. Whatever. I mean, it benefits both sides. You know, Bears didn't need him. He kind of stunk. And either way, he has a he has a rich dad, Jay. That you know, he'll, he'll be fine. Who who has a rich dad? Charles Leno. You're an idiot, Jay Leno. <laughs> They both have the same chin. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Not happy. I don't want to see him lose their job, but whatever. If it's got to be someone on that line, might as well be him. Well, I don't like Def, E. Duffy or whatever the fuck his name is to replace him. That's going to be awful. But if he could just stay there and stick there and just be be there, I guess, then we'll be fine. I mean, the Bears got some uh, some help at O-line in the draft. So I think they'll, uh, you know, if they go out and sign another player or two, they're going to have a somewhat – Decent line, I guess. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I do. You guys think that they're going to be the best team in the NFC North this year? Um, it all all depends what uh, what Jeopardy wants to do. You know, if they want to reach out to Aaron Rodgers for real, then uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. All right. Realistically, let's talk realistically. You okay? Realistically, where does he go? Uh, he's staying. You know, he's he's such a dork. He loves the drama. He's gonna stay. He does if, love the drama. He's such a if, bitch. If he were to go anywhere, which I really don't think he is, uh-huh. I, I guess stay the Niners. I know that's his where what he says now is his top choice. You know, they could actually make a somewhat reasonable trade, giving up picks, Trey Lance, something, but no, I was gonna say shout out to the Philly Godfather. He was tweeting earlier in the week. I think it was, was it Sunday or Monday about Aaron Rodgers in a uh-huh. Las Vegas Raiders uniform? I dig I it. I can see that. But, and yeah, that's the only team that you'll really get your bang for your buck for. If you get, like, you'll get a quarterback back, at least. You know what I'm saying? I saw the Broncos on his radar, too, which, I mean, they're, they get nothing back really for that. But Well, that's smart, know. though, for that's, him. That seems so out of left field. It seems smart for him though, because look, you have you want a coach that doesn't tell you what to do, just leaves you alone and lets you run the, the offense, and that's what Aaron Rodgers wants, and he just wants somebody to control the defense. Who's more of a perfect coach than Vic Fangio, a guy who knows nothing about offense but knows all he's a guru on defense? Mm-hmm. If he had him at quarterback, I think that would be perfect. Um, I that that to me is the dream scenario. If uh, he could pick a place, that's the dream scenario. But other than that, I don't see him going anywhere else. I can't see him going to the Rams because like, in California, his girlfriend or his now wife lives there. Um, I can't see him going to the Chargers because they got Herbert there. Yeah, no, I mean, well, definitely not the Rams yet for that. And on top of that, they just traded for Stafford. Like, they're, they're not going to do that trade. Yeah, no the, uh, I don't know. Realistically, like, I'm, I'm not even, like, joking for this. What are the odds that he – just ends up the Jeopardy host. He retires and honestly hosts Jeopardy. Mm. Zero. I, I wouldn't say zero. I think that, you know, that possibility is there. I'm sure he had to impress at least some someone there, you know? Well, I mean, all these people, you know, they're getting hosting and shit. Like, Aaron Rodgers is a fucking huge name. Like, that's I, interesting. I've always had this odd thing where I've always wanted... um not Ray Romano. What's the other? What's the brother? Robert. I've always wanted him to do the Jeopardy show. I don't know why. Um, 
I don't know why, but I've always wanted him to do that. That would be cool. He's got such a deep voice. Hey, hey, Ray. You know, welcome to the Jeopardy show. I don't know. I think if uh, producers are looking with the, for uh, Ray Romano's TV brother, Aaron Rodgers, probably going to go with Aaron Rodgers. But I don't know. Yeah, Who but it's, it's what does the audience want, you know? From what I hear, Anderson, Anderson Cooper is the front runner. Wait, are you serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if I thought you were talking about Alice Cooper? <laughs> you were excited because he was going to do the the show with the snake around his neck. Oh, and shit. finally. No more <laughs> Mr. Nice Guy. Let's go. Always prepping. I was seeing schools out for summer. <laughs> what a great song. And but somehow I always got it confused with Pink Floyd. <laughs> Love it. Hey, teachers, leave them kids alone. <laughs> hey, bro, that's not, that's not the right song. Just let them. <laughs> Just let him be. Just let, <laughs> just let him have his moment. Uh, okay, we could talk about our hangover since uh, it's over. We had the little hangover talk with Sylvie, which we'll be talking about later. But how do you guys feel about after the draft in totality? Do you guys were on the right page? They made an A-plus draft. You know, that's... No A-plus? You really think it was an A-plus draft and we drafted a wide receiver in the sixth round? Yeah, what else were they supposed to do? They got a new QB. They're hopefully the franchise QB. They put uh, an O-line around them. Now they just need a couple extra receivers on top of uh, Allen Robinson, who's you know, sticking around, Darnell Mooney. You know, get him some help. All right, so we have A-Rob. We have who else for our wide receivers? Mooney. Uh, Mooney? Gone. I don't know who moves up then, probably. Javon Wims is gone. Those two clowns can go fucking find a career in the CFL. I don't, I'm, I'm I'm pretty high on this guy since he's been drafted, but uh, I like uh, Riley Ridley. I want to see him get some play time. Hey, yeah, I mean, if he can get in there, if he can get some time, let's get him in there. But I haven't seen him get any time. So, and when he does get time, he's not making any plays. He mm-hmm. really isn't. You know that play? Oh man, I'm just so excited to see a competent quarterback, dude. This is gonna be. Have you seen? Have you seen Justin Fields like highlights? The guy could chuck the fucking ball. Yeah, no shit. This was a guy going into the season. He was the second-ranked uh, QB behind Trevor Lawrence, who, by the way, only two people have ever beat Trevor Lawrence in college, one of them being Justin Fields, the other being Joe Burrow. It's pretty nice company to be in. If it wasn't for um, Zach Wilson having a couple good throws at the Combine and Mac Jones or uh, Belichick shaking his head at Mac Jones, everyone would be talking about Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields as one and two QBs. Wait, you said Belichick. Shook his head at Mac Jones. Yeah, like it, like he was like overthrown. So he was like shaking his head, and you know everyone knows how Belichick operates. So I thought, oh, he's shaking his head. He's like trying to fuck with us. And then he literally was playing fucking chess when everybody else was playing checkers. Belichick playing forty chess at all times while everyone's playing checkers. Yeah, he's like the government. He's always ten years ahead of us. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. So I mean, this match I'm probably gonna be. The next Tom Brady, yeah, probably, and the Bears passed them, but it is what it is. It's how the game works. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited just to have a brother as a quarterback. It's very nice. I've been saying it for quite a while. What's up, I'm in on that. I like that. It's uh, not just that. He's, uh, he's like, cool. You know, he's swaggy. Not, you never well, see 
did you hear what um Eddie Jackson when he he did like a live draft? He was like, "Oh man, you better do it right. You better do it right." Oh yeah, we finally got a, a well, you know what I mean. And like it's like, yeah, what you know, everybody knew what you meant. Like, yeah, we finally got, you know, because if you listen to ESPN 1000 or you listen to the score, people calling all the time saying, oh, well, the McCaskies are racist. That's why we drafted Trubisky over um, uh, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Um, I guess this was a good way to prove that you're not racist, you know. Either way, I love the move. I'm happy about it. I think he's, unlike every other Ohio State QB before him, I think he's actually going to be good. Well, look at uh, Dwayne Haskins, right? He was the last Ohio State quarterback to be in, in the league besides yeah. you know, Joe Burrow. I don't know. And Joe, Joe Burrow didn't really play for Ohio State, so no, that really honest. doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. He he doesn't count. But, I mean, all those other guys, you know, like you said, Dwayne Haskins, fucking JT Barrett, Braxton Miller, Cardale Jones, they all haven't worked out, but. Who's uh, the other one? Uh Terrell Pryor. Pryor. There you go. Okay, what's the name? Troy Smith. Troy Smith. Don't talk shit about Troy Smith. What a legend in for Madden. But and I don't know. I, I like his interview. I like you know he just built different. Like he's like I'm not nervous because I'm. I know that I want to be a, you know I know I want to be a franchise quarterback. This is what I'm built for. This is like you know there's no nerves and even if there are he does a really good job hiding them. And controlling his nerves, you know, there's a difference between not having any and learning how to control them. Justin mm-hmm. Fields has, does a really good job of keeping his composure, controlling his emotions, and um, yeah, even with his highlights, even if you look at, it's always cool to see the plays that are good, right? This is how you know. Here comes the, the hey, you're a fan, but are you a true fan? You know what I'm saying? Like a nerd. Yeah. Um, Watch his film when he's doing highlights, but like watch his bad plays. Watch the plays that he fucks up on. Watch how he compose keeps his composure. And you know it's weird. Um, here's a pretty hot take. Trubisky had a really good job of keeping his composure, but he was just a fucking mental midget. So he would throw an interception and just and just be like, oh well, mistakes happen. Shake his head and get off the court. He had a great job of con- controlling his emotions, but not when it's time to get angry. I've never seen Mitch get angry. And I feel like this guy has that it factor where when it's time to turn it on, all right, motherfucker, let's go. Let's get this. Let's get this. And I know he has a chip on his shoulder from, you know, being late in the draft. He went 11th when he definitely should have went one, two, or three. Or, well, not one, but two or three for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like Trubisky, he's, this guy's much better than Trubisky. That's, you know, no shocker. But at the same time, Coaches didn't develop Trubisky the way he should. Not that probably there was much to develop, but I'm just hoping that's not the same case for Fields. Obviously, you know, the, the Chicago's not home to many great QBs. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how they develop him and turn him into their what they want to be, their franchise player. Well, this is what I, I think as well. Let me find it because I – okay. So this is the timeline that I have since 2015, since they hired Pace, right? Ownership, they hired Pace. They didn't trust him uh, for year one, so they hired the coach. They hired John Fox as the coach. John Fox is no good. Pace doesn't like Fox. The Bears rebuild. They're still bad after three years. Uh, In 2018, Pace finally gets a little bit of trust from Pace. Pace fires Fox. Pace hires Matt Nagy, finally gets his own coach. 
Um, the, the owners and Pace doesn't trust Nagy yet, so they draft Trubisky. Trubisky's no good. 2021, here we are. Pace and ownership finally trust Nagy. Nagy gets to draft his quarterback. Here we are. What's the next step after this? What do you guys think? Uh, uh, well, I, I don't want to say it, but it, nah, I'm not even going to say it. I don't know. I don't know what the next step's going to be. It's, um, I think it's going to follow similarly, at least for the start with Trubisky, where Dalton, you know, he's probably going to get the start uh, day one. I'm saying maybe two, three, four games in. When that doesn't pan out, Fields is just going to come in, which me personally, I'd rather, if he looks good enough, just start him to start the season. I never fully understood the, you know, give him time to get used to the system. But that's just me. I don't think that it's going to be that bad. I don't think that Andy Dalton is going to be that bad. I really don't. I think that his first four games will be decent. Oh, um, he's not, not going to be bad at all, but like we said, I mean, it's, it's hard to say because Andy Dalton's obviously not the future. You, uh, we said it earlier, like they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. So why not just throw Fields out there and see what he could do? You know, give him a decent amount of play time in the preseason, get him used to everything, and then just fucking throw him to the wolves. So what can we get for Nick Foles? Who can we get for Nick Foles? And where can we get rid of him? Can we, can we give him back to the Eagles for some fun shit? Nothing, get- nothing and no one. What what team like has a raggedy washing machine they're trying to get rid of? A, re- a what? Just a, an old washing machine that they're trying oh, to get rid of. Dude, literally, you literally wasted – he's a waste of, what was it, $9 million a year? Yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, the Jags are paying half of that. So, either way, sure, you know, you're paying, what, 4 or $5 million a year, something like that probably. So, uh-huh. yeah, they're, they're just eating that money. Yes, but you could trade them somewhere. There's got to be a team that is going to eat them. I'm trying to think of them right now. There's somebody that will help, like maybe the Chargers. They can afford the cap space right now. They could put Foles in the back as a bench warmer and teach Herbert because they don't really. They have a new coach. They can have I don't know something like that. But what is anybody willing to give up for Nick Foles? Nothing. Exactly. Nothing. He's not worth. Giving up and anything. once again, we are here again. This is what. Uh, fucking here we are. Ryan Pace is fixing his mistakes once again. You know, like, what are we going to do? We're going to draft another tight end next year. If uh, Komet doesn't work out, the guy that we never used, mm-hmm. you know, this is where my doubt comes in because we talk about it all off season. We think of all the good potential, like possibilities. And then we remember that, oh, wait, we have Nagy at the heel here and he fucking sucks sometimes. But who knows? I hope they prove us wrong. I hope they prove me wrong. Um, but I am treading lightly. Lightly, I was gonna protest the Bears this year if they didn't do anything uh, special, but now I can't. So I, I was fully ready to just not care, which I don't think I've maybe ever done that. I'm just, you know, hoping all the players have fun, have a good time, you know, right. get a uh, get their fucking chips and juice after the game like a bunch of toddlers. But now it seems like actually worth it for them. Like I said, they're they're not winning this year, but. It's a big year for development. It is a big year for development. It sucks that we're going to have to see uh, Khalil Mack waste a year. But then again, what did you say? It it sucks seeing the whole defense have to waste another year. You know, they're not getting any younger. You're losing guys left and right on that defense. Exactly. What are you going to do? Are you going to just hold off and hopefully they're better next year too? But are you going to start making moves for the future for when 
Justin Fields is at his full potential. You know, there's so many like questions that these guys think it's so simple. It's such a simple plan. And mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. They're, they're looking three years down the line and they're not looking all too well. Like they, they see fields and think on oh, a couple of years, he'll be ready to go. That defense is going to be not nearly gone. I don't know. You might have like Roquan, who knows if Eddie Jackson will still be around. Uh, Khalil Mack, obviously, but like, I don't know. They, they really shot themselves in the foot, not making these kind of moves sooner when they had the chance. Mm-hmm. And now they're at like, um, like kind of a purgatory. Like, where are we now? Are we going to be stuck at 800 for the next three years? Mm-hmm. No. I don't no, mind we're... losing next year's draft pick. That doesn't matter to me because we basically got two first round draft picks this year. But it's just that the headache, and it just sucks. It just mm-hmm. sucks. No, I'm not mad at losing a pick at all. Like, even if they finish middle of the pack, which I think that's reasonable, get around that same pick. Who cares? You got you gave up really one pick and only some late picks for what you hope is your franchise QB. Make that pick, make that trade every single time. Uh, I kind of want to transition it. Let's talk about their second round draft pick. That Pat Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. I like him a lot. That's a fucking. They got first round talent in the second round. How did he pass up all of those teams? I have no idea. No clue. No because clue. he was a yeah, what happened? Did he did he post a video of him smoking a a bong out of a gas mask? Well who um, did I mean, that? I, I heard this a lot like going into Larry the draft. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That was it. But um that's what I was gonna say. I heard this going into the draft a lot beforehand that like there was that was you were gonna see a lot of that like people inexplicably drop and that's because like they had no real pro day you know it was hard to see and like a lot of people opted out like it was just a weird college season in general so it was a tough year for scouts to actually like fuck the scouts no I don't care you fuck about the scouts I mean everything worked out for the Bears I'm just saying for like that makes sense why players dropped the way they did yeah that's true. Because they I mean, they were gambling on players more than ever this year. Speaking of gambling, uh, we are going to talk about our plays in a little bit. But before we get into our plays, I want to get into our guest. ESPN Chicago's very own, you can catch him from 2 to 6 every Monday through Friday. His name is Mark Silverman, a.k.a. Sylvie. Longest Bulls fan that I know personally. Sylvie, how you doing? Good. Yeah, I like that, and I like uh, I like having that title because I yeah I've been going to Bulls games since the seventies when I was a young kid, well before Michael, and uh, I, I like that you know that. First thing first, tell us about the stadium. Oh, the Chicago Stadium. The Chicago I mean, I Stadium. Still, yeah, I still have dreams about that place, like literal dreams, where I'm still in there, and they're like. It's really weird, like, my, and then my brain, like, makes up different parts of the stadium in the dream that really didn't exist, but yeah. that I'm exploring. Like, I was probably, I went to more games at the Chicago Stadium than I went to at Wrigley Field. And I grew up going to a ton of games at Wrigley Field, right. you know, with my parents and then later getting on the L. But, you know, like, my senior year in high school was 1988-89. And um, I went to 39 out of 41 regular season games that year. Wow. So then, and, then, and then the playoffs, like it was just my grandfather and I, that's what I would do. And 
you know, some of the weekends when my grandfather wouldn't go, I would get to take a friend or a date. And that place was no frills, but it was, it's exactly what it sounds like. It was a stadium, the Chicago Stadium. Right. And uh, the roar was just unparalleled. The organ was uncomparable, I hear. Just the sound and the organ playing, oh, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. The, an- the anthem just was unbeatable. Well, Obviously, none of us had yeah. the opportunity to to get there, but yeah, I can't imagine that place for a Bulls game or a Blackhawks game. I would still love to go back. Like if I could go back to one place, I would love to go back in time to go back to the Chicago Stadium and just walk around it. Especially now that we're used to like having a, a building that has a ton of creature comforts in the United Center and everything like that, and just mm-hmm. look to see what a, what a throwback it really was. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's crazy to know that you know all these players that I had no idea even existed before Jordan, because so I was born in 1995, right? And I know of the players, I've heard of the players back in the day. But when you talk about them, when you talk about how artists Gilmore played and how uh, just like all these players that I'm like, really? I People were fans before Jordan. And um, right, it's, just, right. it's cool to, to appreciate that when tickets were dirt cheap and nobody was going to the Bulls game, Bulls games, that there was at least some people out there appreciating them and growing up knowing who they are. And uh, it gives me, yep, it gives me a lot more appreciation, like, the way you explain the, the Chicago stadium, that's how I feel about the United Center. I, I walk in, it's the smell. It's the, it's the going to Billy Goats right before the game. You know, it's, it's uh, going in there and seeing the 300 level. You'll see the Stefan Marbury versus uh, Kirk Heinrich poster. You know, it's just one of those things that it's, it's that memorable stuff that, uh, that keeps you going as a fan. And that's, that's where uh, I, I like, you know, admire you in, in an aspect, you know, it's, it's fun. So what were you going to say? Yeah. Well, we went to, um, you know, like my favorite Billy go, I'm more of a West end guy. That's where mm-hmm. I would hang out before when I, especially when I lived in the city before big, big bulls games, after big bulls games, before big Hawks games and after big Hawks games, but I'll never forget the feeling. It was probably the last great feeling I had about the bulls in my life. When, we went to Billy Goat, the game uh, that Derrick Rose hit the shot to go, you know, the one where he's just standing there with no emotion on his face against Cleveland. Oh, they went up 2-1. Yep. Yes. That's the sun- Sunday afternoon. Oh, no, that, I think the first one, that was a night game because I think they lost game four, which was the, su- the Sunday, I think, because it was at night and we were all getting Ooh, shit-faced yep. at yep. Uh, the Billy yeah. Goat after, the, after game three. <clears throat> That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I, it sucks uh, even talking about Derek Rose. We just saw him back in the building a few games ago with uh, when, when the Knicks blew us out. Or no, we were yep. we were actually uh, at the, the Garden. Um, yeah, it's sad to see that. But uh, how do you like Tibbs? I know that – I know the one story – I don't want to sound like a stalker. I just listen to the show a lot. So I know the one story about you meeting um, – or not meeting, but talking to Tibbs, slipping him a drink at uh, – Chicago cut. I'm a big fan of the Chicago yeah. cut too. Um, you want to give us a story on that and how, how do you know, Tibbs, what, what do you think about the Knicks this year? Do you see anything, you know, relatable to the bulls and Knicks kind of, what do you, what do you well, see? In comparison? Yeah. Like the whole Tibbs relationship has been interesting and like, we're in a really good place right now. Um, you know, when we first, we, when, when he first took over, I mean, 
It was only love. I mean, what he did with that team to win 62 games. And I even think we did a lunch with a legend at Morton's with, with Tibbs after his rookie year. So we got to know him then. And then I, and then the Bulls asked when, when the Bulls were on our station, asked Harry Tynowitz and me to host like their charity auction um, at the United Center. Uh, and like it was a whole dinner and it was on the floor of the United Center. And like we sat at the, the table with, with Gar and Pax and at the next table with Tibbs and he had just won his 100th game. And like, I'm up there congratulating Tibbs, like the quickest to 100. I think he got to 100 even faster than Phil Jackson. I think he broke Phil's record. Um, And then we started, then we started, uh, you know, criticizing uh, how long he was playing D Rose and how long he was playing Noah. And he didn't like that. And he got wind of that. And then, so I tried to make light of it one day at Chicago Cut. I was with my wife. We were on the patio and uh, like sort of delighting the mood. He was out there with his family. And uh, so I told the waiter, I go, can you send, what does he drink? Can you send him a scotch? And I wrote a note and I wrote, I'm counting the minutes to see how long it will take you to drink this drink. And then like, and then he came over, he came up and he talked to my wife and me and he, could not have been more of a, a gentleman. And, you know, we, we've had ups and downs, but he's always been good to us. Yeah, and it's awesome to see him have the success that he's having now and uh, just seeing him and Derek, him and Gibson, uh, seeing, um, you know, the old times kind of bringing this band back together. At least it's not in Chicago, but they're bringing the band back together. And that's that's fun to see from a far point of view. Uh, I want to kind of switch it up. Since well, we yes. Have a little well, bit of I want to. I kind of want to stick ahead. on that subject really quick. Just speaking on relationships with uh, people, you know, coaches or people in the front office. What's kind of the rockiest situation or relationship you would say you've been in? Well, I was critical of of Cuddy while we were doing the Cuddy show, the Jay Cutler show. Um, the year that McCown um, got good. And I was wondering why Josh McCown could throw three, uh, 13 touchdowns in one interception, but Jay had never gone on that. And I was like, you know, Josh, keep the job right, until right. it cools down. Yeah, so like, I think that was probably the most stressful that it was <laughs> because Jay was good to us and people loved the Cutler show, but I knew that people had told him this. And I had a good relationship with Jay, but there were a few shows there that he was really pissed at me. <laughs> and um, it, it, it was quite awkward. I mean, like, how did, like, we have a, a bar full of, it was so hard because we would have a bar full of people, and, and he just threw a few interceptions against Green Bay, and he put, would push Jamarcus Webb that one game. And then in front of the people, I've got to ask him the questions, and people on Twitter are like saying, you're too easy on him. And then people on Twitter are saying you're too hard on him. So like, you're just trying to do a good job. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then he's mad at you. So that's probably the most tense that, that, that I, I can remember. I remember Akeem Hicks was pretty mad at, at uh, well, not you so much. I think he was more mad at, at uh, Waddle uh, during that. Uh, you guys had a fallout on the interview too. Uh, that was yeah, and I like, and I think the silly, I think the silliness from that was, and like, look at you, the wrong Jay, what you want about, 
Like, whoever was right or wrong, it was such a minor thing in the grand scheme of things. No mm-hmm. one was trying to harm anybody. And we liked Akeem, and we liked the show, and we wanted to keep doing the show. And Waddle apologized to Akeem both on the air and on a text message, too. And I believe he even left a voicemail message. But still, Akeem did not want to come back. And it was, like, made into something that was even bigger. Waddle doesn't have a malicious bone in his body. Mm-hmm. It was a sloppily-ass question that yeah. really was spun differently. And I'm not blaming Akeem for getting upset. I just never understood why Akeem didn't want to mend the fence, especially when someone was willing to apologize and to just say, hey, that's my bad. That's on me. Right. I feel like I feel like Akeem. He's a uh, uh, a very passionate guy. I I kind of sort of know him. Uh, we have a mutual friend through Akeem Hicks, and uh, he's just a very passionate guy. And uh, I feel like you know if, if words got minced and and few talks to him the right or maybe one more apology when things are all cool down now, you know, you're probably like, oh, okay, I see things, you know. So maybe, yeah. maybe Waddle throws a, throws him another one, but you know, one's enough. I think. Um, no, I'd love, I would love to do like just a kind of a, a makeup interview, you know, or just like I whatever it is. Like Akeem Hicks is a really good player, and Akeem yeah. Hicks has battled and grinded through a lot of different things. There's yeah, no I, disrespect from Akeem Hicks. Yeah, he's like the. I feel like he's the most important player on the Bears. I would say, uh, and well, not right now. After we just uh, after that trade, I want to talk about it in a quick second. Uh, we'll talk about it shortly, um, but. Yeah, no, I think he's the most important player on the Bears. The mo- not the most valuable, but the most important. Like without him, you just see the rush. The rush game goes, or the run game is off uh, for the opponents. But are you still hungover from the draft? Yeah, yeah. Um, not really anymore. I was hungover <laughs> yesterday because uh, I, I hit the tequila again Saturday night. But you know, it's just it's kind of like a Bears glow right now, like. Again, there's still no promises, but, like, for the first time in my life, you know, I thought maybe early on when we got Cutler that that was going to be, like, my forever quarterback. I was a big Cutler, Cutler fan, especially at the beginning. Um, but, but like, right now, I mean, Justin Fields is, is everything on paper you would want. You know, yep. he, he checked every single box. The only thing that I'm wary of is the Ohio State quarterback track record isn't you know, very well, but that's not really saying much. And he's totally different from the rest of these guys. I feel like, yeah, you, you check him out, you put him on the scout and he's really good. You know, it's, it's, we were just talking about the Ohio state thing. I don't get that. Like Joe Burrow went to Ohio state, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know he ended up playing for LSU. He was the number one pick and he's damn good. I mean, you know, Marcus Mariota failed out of Oregon, but, it doesn't make Justin Herbert uh, not good. Um, like, who are the other quarterbacks out of Tennessee besides Peyton Manning? Um, right. They're, it's they're, not, they're yeah. just – yeah, and, like, I, I asked the question, like, where is this quarterback you? And, you know, Bleck brought up USC has always had, like, the quarterback height. But has, has any other USC quarterback, Matt Leinert and Mark Sanchez and Sam Darnold and Matt Barkley – like, what have they become? So, yeah, I just think there's so many quarterbacks who failed to begin with that, you know, you could find failures from every university. But just because others 
haven't made it out of Ohio State doesn't have any indicator on what Justin Fields could do. So are the Bears back? Are they back? The Bears are back. Yeah. The Bears are back. I mean, at least, like, the Bears are back from an excitement level, right? I mean, if we were were going into the season and they had drafted Calamond in the third or, or, you know, Ian Book, then we would just be like, okay, you know, maybe they had a good draft. But it's Andy Dalton. It's middle of the road. Like, that's the question. And that's what's been bothering the Bears for decades is the forever quarterback. Mm-hmm. And now if we think, and, and then like to get the two guys that they got in the first two rounds, I would have been happy with Tevin Jenkins in the first round at 20. You right, know, they would have stood there. That's what I was, I was expecting. So now it's almost like you got two first round picks. Um, so, you know, it all, it all depends on fields here, but I just feel like, a fan base that was worn out has been rejuvenated over yeah. one weekend of drafting. Absolutely. How many games yeah. do you see Andy Dalton starting in the regular season? Four. I four. You think like Lennon did? Uh, well, I, you know what? I'll uh, give it eight. I'll give it eight. I'll say wow, six. Wow, really? I'll go under eight. That I'll yeah, go I'd under. say under. Um, I'd go under. Do a sandwich like, bet, Sylvie. Let's do a sandwich yeah, bet. There you, okay, fine. I'll do that. All right, um, we'll, do, we'll do a sandwich bet, though. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I got over eight games. Dalton plays. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I hope I, not. I, I, I think Dalton, look, he may beat him out of camp, but I think Dalton will probably start the opener. Um, we'll see how the schedule lines up. It's a really tough schedule. Um, but I can't wait to watch it now. Like, see what I mean? Like, if they didn't draft him, how how uninteresting, like, preseason games would be. Like, now we, we're going to want to tune into preseason games. How does Justin Fields look? Justin Fields look when he plays in the third and fourth quarter. You know what I mean? It's all going to be about Justin Fields for the next three years. I'm excited. I can't wait for it. And uh, I know that you can't wait for it. We're going to be hearing you talk about it tomorrow um, from 2 to 6 on the ESPN Chicago ESPN 1000 show. Uh, you guys can check that out from two to six, Monday through Friday. Um, I want to say thank you again, Sylvie, for joining. Thank you for taking time out of your day. I know you're always busy doing everything. Uh, also want to say congratulations on, uh, you know, beating cancer. And uh, just, I, I have the shirt. I have a Sylvie Strong, Sylvie Strong shirt. I'm just too fat to fit in it now. So uh <laughs> 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 I'll try to squeeze in it later. I'll send you a selfie. Well, you don't want to see the selfie, but I'll try to squeeze in it. But I appreciate you coming on. Um, really happy to have you here. Really proud of everything that you did. And uh, we appreciate you on the Mikey Betts show. So thank yeah, you. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me and uh, all the best. And, and hopefully we get what we finally deserve as Bears fans. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Sylvia, I'll talk Love to you. In, uh, all right. All right, guys. You got right. it. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Thanks, man. Have I a really- good one. All right. Well, that was Sylvie. Uh, that was really good to have him on. I appreciate having him on. What do you guys think of Sylvie? How'd you guys like him on the show? It was, awesome. was cool. He's got a lot to say. Yeah, a lot to say in such little time, too. I'm glad that he found some time for us. Um, could definitely appreciate the fact that he's a longtime Bulls fan. Probably been a Bulls fan over 50 years, which is pretty fucking crazy. Like I said, it's hard to believe that there were Bulls fans before 
Michael Jordan, especially us being from 1995 babies, you know, 1994, shout out Amanda. But uh, yeah, it's just weird. It's cool. It's something that we can appreciate because it's like, it's like him, like appreciating it, appreciating something before it was even there. And that's just, that's pretty fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, so, get to, really get to see them grow into what they became. That's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hopefully they can grow next year because I know this year they're not growing. They're definitely, uh, I know Vucevic is out for probably the next five, six games. Fucking Zach Levine is out. He's got clear to play. He'll be back soon. But, yeah, they're not making the playoffs anytime soon. We fucking lost that draft pick. That's fine. Don't care. On to bigger and better things next year. Time to look in the free agency, see what AK's got, and um, shit, make a splash for next year. Because regardless, this year we weren't winning anything, you know? No, not even close. Um, but hey, hopefully, uh, you know what? It's just nice. It's nice to see the different culture here. It's great to see a different culture, and and wow, what a fucking difference from last year! What exactly. a fucking difference! I'll, I'll take that ten times out of ten. If you know something's not working out, just doing what you can to change it up. I love the I love the moves he's been making. Mm-hmm. And and like nobody's close, and you can even see. He's been vocal about it. He's not beating around the bush. Hey, Laurie's gone next year. Yeah, he could stay on the team and fuck, we couldn't find a, a partner for him. But yeah, he's gone. We don't want him on the team. It's a nice, clear cut answer. There's no beating around the bush. And no and reason, no hurt. Stadium or the fans. Yeah, just exactly. Guys getting fucking 30 million and we're going to baby him. I don't think so. I don't think so. so. And I'm a Laurie here too. I like him. I, I think, like, you know, in the right system, he could be a. A good sure. role player, good four stretch five, but uh, I don't know, he just doesn't fit the Bulls. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, what do we think about Kobe White? Is he gone? Uh, yeah, up twenty Maybe. points a game in the past five games. Just saying, but yeah, they all but been losses. So how consistent is though? He could, he could go on and drop five in the next twenty games. He just reminds me of, like, a, a really good Lou Williams. But also, Lou Williams is a really good Lou Williams. So, I mean, if this is as good as he is, or maybe if he gets a little bit better, I'm fine keeping him and just you know, having him come off the bench. I'd be a good six man. But I don't think he thinks that. Or I mean, who would? But I think the ceiling for most people would say – or most people would say the ceiling's higher for him. Yeah. Yeah, that's – if he can't find it with the Bulls, well, hopefully he finds it somewhere else. And uh, you see that a lot. You'll see that. I mean, look at – switch it up real quick. Look at Eloy Jimenez. Look at – I mean, right now he's not playing, but who knows where he would have been if he was on the Cubs, right? Who knows where he would have been. Probably still uh, hurt he, himself on the outfield, but whatever. Well, maybe. Or would he have even been the star he is now or he could be now, right? You don't know the scenarios. Even even worse, he's running into brick wall. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Marona. Marona, Marie. Oh, oh. Speaking of Maron, next week's guest, we are having the Sopranos' very own Vito Spadafor, a.k.a. Joey Ganascoli. I'm very excited to have him on the show. Uh, we could chop it up. Me, Frank the Tank, and... Vito Spadafore, it's going to be, and Chris, it's going to be hell of a lot of weight on that show. A lot, it's going to be one big meaty show. Holy shit. Big group. 
four Italians just talking, talking bullshit, right, Chris? Just shooting the shit. Like old times. Baba boom. It's Gabagool, bro. Oh, yeah. Mando, you know he just found out what Gabagool means? Gabagool. Did you really? What yeah. what'd you, what'd you think it was before? I don't know. Spaghetti. What else we got to talk about? We could talk about uh, Robert's big, fucking injury. I was going to say big injury news on the south side. Yeah, that's tough. Oh, did someone get hurt? <laughs> Three to four months, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, it got hurt pretty bad. Yeah, no, it's actually terrible. I feel really bad. Uh, <laughs> shout out. I'll be praying for that guy. Um, yeah, it's terrible. Do you think? What do you think the impact is on this, Chris? Do you think that it affects anything with the playoffs? Could we still get? Or could not we? But could they still get in the playoffs? Or oh, this is a huge, huge change to things for the White Sox. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. I just. I think you take a really great defender out of center field for them. I think you take energy out of that clubhouse. I think mm-hmm. you take a electrifying bat out of the lineup. Uh, just, I mean, you look at it now, they're without Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert. It's hard to imagine that the team makes a, makes a push, but they still have a lot of talent on the team. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Um, I mean, just for the month of May, see how they, you know, kind of what changes they make to the roster to help that outfield. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Do you think that Tony La Russa gets in the way of himself a little bit too much, um, especially with this team? Yes, I think I think there have been numerous times already where he's made some questionable decisions. And it, as a White Sox fan, I mean, I can't even, if it makes me, you know, as a Cubs fan, if it makes me kind of second, second guess things and kind of wonder what, why he did that and what was the reasoning behind it. Um, you know, I can't imagine actually being a fan and rooting for the team. You know, it's aggravating to me, let alone a, as a White Sox fan. I feel like we could understand a little bit, um, not into the aspect of, you know, um, just the way that he does things, because I'm going to compare Joe Madden and Tony La Russa, because there was a lot of questioning with, with Joe Madden, how he ran things, was a little too loose, was a little too kitty. But on the opposite end for Tony La Russa, he's more of like just a, just a drunk and like just an old school baseball guy. And people look at him and are, oh, yeah, is this the right way to do things? Um, we could take it, uh, look at Mercedes. Uh, Mercedes. He, David Ross actually just took one out of his book too, and which we, we were talking about earlier that we hated. It's just like, dude, you're down 10-0 and you're going to have like shitty play. Uh, you're going to have, you know have people pitch i get it i get it for the socks it's fun because you know that's not the last of their problems but what did you think when you saw rizzo on the mound and giggling and having fun what what, what were your initial thoughts on that chris i mean two straight shutouts you know i think i forget what inning hit was that he pitched the eighth mm-hmm. um, yeah that's uh, what yeah eight straight that they were shut out. And it's, but they're having fun. Uh, speaks to a – but, hey, look at after that. The offense has been a little bit better since then. Chris Bryant has been on a, on a hot streak. Like yeah, but that's Rizzo leading that charge. You know, 
that strike now Freddie Friedman probably uh, really set the tone. Probably right. Probably really got the got the group going and makes uh, the same joke too. Isn't Rizzo like statistically the best pitcher of all time? Yeah, with a zero ERA through what two innings? Yeah, not a lot. Of, well, I mean, I, I heard zero ERA. You know, not a lot of people could say that. Right. But yeah, you know, it's, I mean, that's it's a cool little thing to have fun is fun but you know it's probably not as fun looking at the scoreboard at the end of that game yeah and that's that's my point exactly and and just the season just the season in its totality it's like uh i don't know if i just it's kind of like seeing uh actually it's not that serious because you're having more fun but it's just as stupid to me as jim boylan calling a fucking timeout down 20 with you know just like a like it's totally different, but it's just more like what, like just so boneheadish, like bro, wrong place, wrong time. Don't be doing that right now, kind of thing, you know. Well, yeah. Jim Jim Boylan's a special case. That guy, arguably the worst coach of any sport in history. I but, yeah, I don't comparing Luke Cornett to Robert Ory. Like you probably don't know what game you're coaching. I'm not for bringing back public hangings, but if I was. I, I would definitely choose to hang him. I don't even like he didn't never really committed a, a really heinous crime. Just stop hanging out with Danny Mac. Why? Talking about public hangings and shit. Oh wait. Hope hopefully Danny Mac is recovering from the the crazy week he had. We're gonna have him on in a couple weeks. Uh, we just need to give him some time to recover. Once he gets, I'm gonna his, go get winged with him. Once he gets his IVs. Oh my god. Now let's get into it. Let's get ready to rock and roll. Uh Mikeybets.com is where you can find all my best bets. But right now I'll give you guys all the bets that are for the week. So let's start tonight's game. Celtics against the Magic. You are going to take Celtics minus four and a half easily. I don't even know why the spread is that low. Knicks versus Nuggets. That's gonna be the the best game. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan. That's going to be the best game of Wednesday night, which is tonight. Uh, you have two hot teams going against each other. I know that the Nuggets are a little bit injured, but this makes makes it perfect for them to go down to the next level and be just a perfect basketball game in totality. I'm going to go with the over on 216 points for, uh, for both teams. I'm going to go with over. We're going to push the Thursday night. We got Bulls versus Hornets. I'm going to go with the Hornets. I hate saying it, but I am going to go with the Hornets. The Bulls are very shorthanded right now. They just lost Vucevic. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, if if Zach's back, then they might have a shot. But right now, this is without Zach. I am sticking with the Hornets. Um, Lakers Clippers. I am going to go with Clippers. Clippers have been hot. The Lakers are fighting for the sixth seed. You guys just saw LeBron say that. Whoever created the tournament should be fired, but he forgot that he kind of created the tournament. But we can he talk was kind of yeah, he was kind of suggestive of it. Yeah, he kind of like laid out the whole format and then said like whoever should do it should get fired because he probably didn't expect himself in that position. Right. But Friday night, I really do want to talk about Chris because we have some good fucking games. We have Bulls Celtics. I love Bulls Celtics. That's always fun for us. I'm going to go with the over on that as well. It's at 212 points. Why wouldn't you go after that, Chris? Right, exactly. For Bulls, Celtics. Hit dude, it. Come on. Yeah, hit it. Hammer it. 
Uh, Pelicans Sixers is going to be a good game. I'm going to go with the Sixers. I'm also going to like the game of the Jazz Nuggets. If you're a West Coast fan of NBA, you'll love that game. You'll absolutely love that game. That's a good grind hard game. Lots of threes will be shot in that game. Uh, I'm going to take... I'm going to take the Nuggets in that game. I have them at four and a half only because they've been on a roll. Uh, the last 10 games, they're eight and two against the spread. They're just, they've been on fire. So why not take them? You're going to look at Knicks, Suns. I'm going to go with the Knicks. I know I might be a homer here and I might be saying, go Knicks, go Knicks, go Knicks. But they're on fire. You have Tibbs with that defense. Nobody has seemed to found a way to stop Tibbs' defense because you know what? Nobody really plays defense or all good. No offense is good enough to solve that defense. Solve that defense. Um, there are some, but who knows in a four-game series. Obviously, I'm not saying the, the Knicks are going to win the championship this year, but, dude, they might They might take a ride. They might take a ride into uh, deep, deep playoffs. Next year, though, you better watch out for those Knicks. Kind of want to hit it with baseball. Uh, going into this week. Uh, I'll go Tuesday night. I know Chris saved some for Wednesday. Or no, not Wednesday. I'll go Wednesday. Chris saved some for Thursday. Uh, tonight's game, White Sox versus the Reds. I'm going to go with the Reds. Uh, we just lost Roberts. So I feel like I'm going to go with the Reds. It's going to be a little bit different of a game. They're 13 and 14. Uh, they're plus one and a half points or one and a half runs right now. So kind of get a little... Get a little bit of peanuts, turn them into peanut butter if you want to make some money on that. Yankees, Astro, both Yankees. Yankees are at 500 right now. It's kind of weird to see that. It's always uh, – I hate seeing the Astros with a winning record just because they're rats and they cheated. Right. Uh, still not the same team from that year, but it still hurts and it's still annoying. So we got a couple more years of that. Cubs, Dodgers. I'm going with the Dodgers. It sucks the same, but I'm going with the Dodgers. Unfortunately, yep. Tomorrow night, Chris, who do you like? Thursday night, May 6th, who are we looking at? All right. Thursday, we're going to hit that opening day game. One of that, one of those first day games, I should say. Yankees-Astros. We have Garrett Cole versus Lance McCullers. I like mm-hmm. Garrett Cole in that. Uh, he's 4-1 and one this year with a 1.43 ERA. He's been one of the best pitchers, one of the best starting pitchers in the pretty much in all of baseball so far this year. He's pitching against his former team at home. I like the Yankees in that. Uh, do you have the number off the top of your head? I don't have it on the... Right now, it's minus one and a half of the Yanks. Would you take that? I would take that. I yeah, think minus one and a half runs you'll get. It's actually plus 102, so you put down a couple of peanuts on there and you'll get some good cash. I would take it. I would take it for sure. Give me numbers on Brewers, Phillies. Brewers, Phillies. Where are we at here? Brewers, Phillies. I ask because Brandon Woodruff, 2-0 so far this season with a 1.80 ERA. He's been one of the best pitchers in the National League, along with his partners in that rotation in Corbin Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta. They're on the so, road, so I assume they might be dogs, despite despite Woodruff pitching. They aren't dogs. They're actually the favorite, which is surprising. So who are you going to take? 
Well, granted, they are six games over 500 at this moment mm-hmm. as we exactly. record this. So, right. I like Milwaukee there, even okay. though they are even though they are home. So I've taken a couple of favorites. Give me an underdog on Thursday that that Thursday's underdogs that we can maybe loop in with these two because I like I like these two. Here's a tight game. Okay, this one's kind of yeah, this one's tight. What do we think about Blue Jays versus the A's? Blue Jays, A's. Well, that so minus one hundred eight, minus one hundred eight. So it's pretty head-on game. What's the uh, what's the over/under on runs? Eight and a half. I like a five-four ball game there. If anything, you know, you like so to. You the over on it. I'd like to take the over on that. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, so too. That might be taking, might be taking the easy way out, but, but I like that. But There's no easy way out when you're trying to win some money, right? So I hate true that, true that, true that. Like, oh, well, yeah. that's just an easy bet. Oh, well, if it's an easy bet, why don't you put some fucking money on it? Well, it's we not worth it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So I agree. I agree. Is there anything else you want? Any other plays you want to throw down there, Chris? Can't give them all away because uh, yeah, I was going to say those are the three I'll keep for Thursday. There's are there any on Friday? I like the Cubs as a weekend weekend favorite against Pittsburgh. Okay, I guess we're going to hammer the Cubs against Pittsburgh on Friday night. So make sure you guys check that out. Make sure you guys check up check out MikeyBets.com. You guys check up BellyUpFantasySports.com slash MikeyBets. You sign up, you guys get a fifty percent code. Next week, we are going to have our guest, Joey Ganascoli, a.k.a. Vito Spada 4, a.k.a. Gay Vito, a.k.a. Soprano's biggest weight loss, uh, biggest loser. I'm very excited. I also have some very exciting news I'd like to announce next next week um, regarding the Mikey Betts show, regarding what Mikey Betts does, who he is, and where we're going going forward Uh, yes sir i'm very excited to announce it and uh i can't wait i think it's going to be perfect for next week's show especially with frank the tank and joey gaskoli just being from new jersey i think um there's a little drop there's a little foreshadowing so um i'm very excited and chris i'm very excited to do this whole journey with you as always thank you for being such a great host such a great producer and uh just always support me and having my back in this always so that being said thank you for hopping on the mikey bet show as always being being my my host and um see you next week brother we'll continue killing it yep i'll see you next week all right that's all we have for the mikey bet show do not forget to sign up don't forget to check twitter consistently for your free plays and as always we love you you guys are awesome and we'll see you next week